الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله وحده نحمدك ونشكرك ونتوب إليك ونعوذ بك من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فهو المهتد ومن يضلل فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله عليها نحيا وعليها نموت وعليها نبعث وعليها نحاسب وهو الذي في السماء رب وإله يعبد ويطاع وفي الأرض رب وإله يعبد ويطاع وأشهد أن سيدنا وحبيبنا وعزيزنا محمدا صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم عبده ورسوله وصفيه وخليله أرسل على فترة من الرسل وقلة من العلم وضلالة في الناس من يطع الله ورسوله وأولي الأمر من المؤمنين فلا مضل له ومن يعص الله ورسوله وأولي الأمر من المؤمنين فلا هادي له اللهم اجعلنا من الذين يستمعون القول فيتبعون أحسنه أما بعد Dear committed brothers and sisters and Muslims wherever you are <coughs> This Jumu'ah falls in at the time of a year in which those who say that they are Christians are celebrating Christmas and those who say that they are Jews are celebrating Hanukkah this is the time period that we happen to be in and the type of society that we are located in and I think it is refreshing to take a confident independent and trustworthy look at where we stand concerning the many distortions and distractions that have been throughout the centuries and the generations that have passed <clears throat> that have accumulated and therefore we see and we hear what we see and we hear today let us begin by honoring Isa alayhi salam in the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wajihan fid dunya wa min al muqarrabin a person of aura in this world and a person who's in close proximity meaning of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who did he come to the people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala assigned to are Bani Israel. Warasulan, another ayah in the Quran, Warasulan ila Bani Israel. If you were to read the Quran closely, think of what you are reading and saying, you would realize 
that the prophets of Allah, may Allah's peace and blessings be upon them all, when they were sent to their people, they would say, Ya Qawmi, my people. Nuh said, Ya Qawmi. Lut said, Ya Qawmi. Musa said, Ya Qawmi. Muhammad, may Allah's peace and blessing be upon him, and the others said, Ya Qawmi. Would you know it that Isa والسلام, never said to Bani Israel, Ya Qawmi? He was sent to them just like all other prophets were sent to their people, but he never said to them, Ya Qawmi. Read the Quran next time when you listen to Isa speaking and realize that there was not a relationship of a person belonging to a people who are supposed to be his own people. Now, who are these Bani Israel of that time? Who are they? These were people who were given in, and I'm talking about the scholars, always we're speaking about here the highest level of education among such people. When we look at who they were, we find out that these were materialistic people, the scholars. Those are supposed to be close to Allah, were closer to this world, to the attractions and to the temptations of this world. They were the ones who said to Musa alayhi salam, لا نؤمن لك حتى نرى الله جهرة. We will not commit for you until we see Allah with our own eyes. And Allah's Jalal, Allah's majesty, is in the fact that He is not sensed by us. So just by requesting or telling Musa that they will not... Remember, these are the first samples of this materialistic psychology. We will not commit for you. You don't commit for anyone else. You commit for yourself. But they said, no. Jahara. This is the type of psychology, the type of people that we are speaking about. This is the social psychology that Isa alayhi salatu wasalam came to confront. So when Isa alayhi salam was born, that mentality of materialism kicked in, said how was this person born? Every human being is born from a mother and a father. In this case, Maryam السلام, gave birth to a child, she says, who has no father. And they ridiculed Maryam. And Zechariah, they said, how could this be? And Allah, in response to that psychology, says, إِنَّ مَثَلَ عِيسَىٰ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ كَمَثَلِ آدَمْ خَلَقَهُ مِنْ تُرَابٍ ثُمَّ قَالَ لَهُ كُنْ فَيَكُونَ The equivalent of Isa pertaining to Allah is that of Adam. He created him out of dirt and he said, be, and he was, and he became. Kun fayakun. So, this materialistic mentality now had to deal with responding to its own self. If they are saying every human being is created from a mother and a father, then 
And the same mentality is saying Jesus has a father. So, okay, if that's the way you think, then explain to us how Adam was born. And once again, you see, they don't want to pay attention to how these Israeli types they are absent from the discussion when it comes to Muslims expressing the truth about this matter there's no interfaith conferences there's no programs in the media there is no encounter between an Islamic scholar and a Jewish scholar and a Christian scholar concerning this affair the whole issue is absent from the public realm ask yourself why because Allah's word is supreme it stands on its own and it exposes these types and to remind them of their own history <clears throat> okay you're speaking about something coming to life a human being born from a mother and a father in the narrative of Musa Prophet Musa who you attribute yourselves to you are Followers of Musa, right? Well, okay, okay, fine. Isn't it in your history, in your religious text, that Musa threw down his staff and it became a living creature? Where was the father and mother here? What happened to this, the type of materialistic, physical, worldly mentality that you are in and once again they don't want to deal with this issue because they know the Muslims have superior information the Muslim, we don't have this information because we ourselves brought about this information this information came to us from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but they don't want to deal with us they don't want this issue to become an issue of friendly discussion no now we come to the Christians the Christians who say that Isa alayhi as-salatu was-salam his father was God and his mother was a God and he himself is a God now I'm saying these words but they have different meanings different interpretations and different definitions according to whatever Christian denomination you encounter they don't agree on this speak to one Christian of one sect and then go to another one of another sect ask them the same question you will get a different answer they've been in this circular definition since that time up until this day what happened when in our first pages of history when the Christians a Christian scholarly theological selection of high-ranking priests came to the Prophet of Allah and the discussion was a friendly discussion this is how we should be friendly give and take and look how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala phrases our attitude when we encounter those who have a different opinion even a different theological opinion we're not saying we are the ones who are in possession of the whole truth and the only truth and nothing but the truth we don't approach it like that Allah doesn't teach us to approach the matter like that <coughs> The ayah says, It is truly either us or you, whoever the you is. In this case, it was the Christians. On a course of guidance. 
or in manifest deviation. How, how equal, how fair can you expect a person or a side to be? One of us is correct and one of us is wrong. Because we're looking at an issue, Jesus is either God or he's not God. So someone has to be correct and someone has to be wrong. This is the, the starting point in the discussion. <clears throat> and the Christian delegation was received by the Prophet with hospitality and with warmth and with camaraderie. There was no, and this is the Prophet of Allah. May Allah's peace and blessings be upon him and his. This is the Prophet of Allah. So, finally, when the discussion got what you may say had the potential of becoming contentious, it did not turn contentious. But there was the feeling that this could turn contentious. When it came to that, then the Prophet of Allah was directed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, قُلْ تَعَالَوْ نَدْعُوا أَبْنَاءَنَا وَأَبْنَاءَكُمْ وَنِسَاءَنَا وَنِسَاءَكُمْ وَأَنفُسَنَا وَأَنفُسَكُمْ ثُمَّ نَبْتَهِلْ فَنَجْعَلْ لَعْنَةَ اللَّهِ عَلَى الْكَاذِبِينَ Okay. What the, this ayah is saying, it's saying something like this. We know that we disagree on this matter. You say Jesus is God's son, or is God himself, or is part of a trinity, and there's some human nature in him, or there is not any human... Depending on who... Okay, that's your point of view. Fine. We know. If you stand by what you are saying, the same way we stand by what we are saying, meaning the Muslims, the way we acknowledge Jesus' prophethood, one of ulil azmi min al-rusul, one of the five most motivated and most dedicated of Allah's messengers in all of the history of messengerhood. He was one of five. <coughs> He was the son of the Virgin Mary. This is our Islamic belief. As I said and as Allah mentions in the ayah, وَجِيهًا فِي الدُّنْيَا وَمِنَ الْمُقَرَّبِينَ But he wasn't God. He wasn't a deity. So if we are confident of what we are saying as Muslims, and you are confident of what you are saying as Christians, which is fine. This is the way people should be. So let's nabitahil. This word means let's condemn. It's almost like the word la'na. But it has in its meaning a dua. It's like a prayer of condemnation. Let's let's call upon the very the closest people to us and come together and participate in a common prayer. This is probably the first ever ecumenical statement that was made. This is the first ecumenical meeting that occurred. Before that, in Jewish, Christian, Islamic history, there was no ecumenical get-together. This was the first one. And with all the differences that were interplaying at the time, the Jews and the Christians, they had their arguments among themselves. وَقَالَتِ الْيَهُودُ لَيْسَتِ النَّصَارَ عَلَى شَيْءٍ وَقَالَتِ النَّصَارَ لَيْسَتِ الْيَهُودُ عَلَى شَيْءٍ 
The Jews of that time said, oh, the Christians, they have no grounds for their beliefs. And the Christians said the same thing. The Jews have no grounds for their belief. They, each one of them claimed Ibrahim belonged to them. The Jews said Ibrahim was a Yahudi. The Christians said Ibrahim was a Nasrani. And Allah's answer to that was مَا كَانَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ يَهُودِيًّا وَلَا نَصْرَانِيًّا We know all of these facts. All of these facts are within our body of information and in our Islamic education. So let's bring all the dear people to us, our sons and daughters, our wives, our women folk, our own selves and pray together that Allah condemn those who are lying. Can you be more fair than that? Can anyone be more fair than that? Someone is lying. We're not saying we're lying. We're not saying you're lying. We're saying someone is lying. They said to the Prophet, may Allah's peace and blessings be upon him, uh, give us a little time. We have to discuss this. This is a very serious matter. Give us a little time, let us go and we'll... I said, fine, sure, no problem. So they went, they had their little conclave there, their little meeting among themselves. And the following day they came to Allah's Prophet and said, please excuse us from participating in this. We want to relieve ourselves of doing this. This is the height of, first of all, common understanding. Muslims are not closed-minded. Muslims are not fanatics. Muslims are not reactionaries. Muslims are not ignomerious igno human beings. Muslims are Muslims. Not the types that today are circulating with the Saudi forgery of this is an authentic Muslim and that's a fake Muslim. This has nothing to do with the Islam and the Iman and the Quran and the Prophet that we belong to and that belong to us. Now, that being said, I want to come to our current time with, I know, alhamdulillah, oh Allah, thank you so much for a wonderful day in winter. We don't have harsh weather today. I want to quote two individuals. One of them is a Jewish rabbi, and the other one is a high-ranking Christian clergyman. Remember all of what I said as an introduction to what I'm going to say now. This rabbi is in colonized Palestine and he's speaking about the relationship between the Jews and the Gentiles, particularly the Palestinians. He says, I'm quoting word by word, come be my slave. This was said at a military academy and he's speaking to the Palestinians saying they should be enslaved for their own good. Quote, yes, we are racists. Of course we are. Another quote. When I see that I reach much more impressive heights than he does, he meaning the Palestinian, in the moral, intellectual, personal fields, I reach much greater achievement than it is my duty to aid him, not leave him poor and helpless, but to lend him a hand and say, come, come be my slave, be a partner in my success. 
Now, of course, someone's going to ask, oh, who's this rabbi? You just can't tell. Okay, the rabbi's name is Eliezer Castile. Oh, Google it and see other things that this racist, materialistic, God-denying and God-defying mentality and psychology, how they express themselves. He goes on to say, if occupation means to humiliate you, to deride you, to taunt you, to eliminate you, then it is bad. But if occupation means I am successful, come to me. I am calling you to join my partnership. Why are you alone? Why are you apart from me? I want to occupy you, to merge you. Then you'd be a part of a great success. You will benefit from being my slave. This is contemporary language, brothers and sisters. And this is a quote. You will benefit from being my slave. You will live, you live such a miserable life. Come, be my slave. See what life you'll have. To what spiritual, ethical stage. You will reach. Does anyone need to comment on these words? Any human being, I don't care what religion, what ideology, what background you may have, this type of statement says it all. We need no further comment. Now, we go to a Christian theologian, Palestinian Christian, who, by the way, this past week, there was an attempt to poison him. You didn't hear about this? Who's going to mention this? You're going to think you're going to read about it somewhere in the mainstream press during the time of Christian, uh, the Christmas, an attempt to poison probably the most notable Christian clergyman in Jerusalem and Palestine. What did he say? His name is Al-Mutran Atallah Hanna. By the way, he made, he traveled in the past several months. I don't know if he came to the United States, but I'm sure he was in Canada. And he went to other countries and he spoke better than many Muslims could speak about the Palestinian issue. And this is a summary of what he said some months ago. He spoke about the deal of the century. Remember, Washington has a political program to basically do away with the Palestinian issue. He said, this deal of the century that they are, I'm translating, I have the Arabic words, I can't read the Arabic because it's going to take more time reading than translating. So I'll translate it simultaneously. He says, this deal that they are talking about, he means the American-Israeli media empire, this deal that they are talking about is a deal to extinguish Palestinian existence and the rights of the Palestinian people. There is no power in the world Neither Trump nor the allies of Trump are able to cancel out our Palestinian existence. We live on our land and we will continue to live on our land. We are very serious about our rights. We are in defense of our established rights. 
we will never relinquish Al-Quds, Jerusalem. We insist upon returning. There is no power in the world, what, however it may project its strength, that can cancel out Palestinian existence in Palestine and to do away with the rights of the Palestinian people, which we will never, ever relinquish. Regrettably, there are some Arabian rulers who have gone from normalizing relationships meaning normalizing political and economic, etc., relationships with the Israeli colonizers. They've gone from that stage to the stage of joining the Israelis. All of these are meant to liquidate the Palestinian issue. These Arabian rulers are remotely controlled from the White House. This is, a, this is in honor of this man who's probably still in the hospital now being treated because of the poisoning attempt to kill him. This is this khutbah is in honor of these words of truth that are said by a Christian clergyman. So these rulers in the area are receiving their orders from the White House. And it is that White House that is defending their thrones and stealing their money to nourish their colonialist projects in the Arabian geography. We have no hope in these types of sellouts. And we also don't attach any hope to those who are surrendering. And all of those who are conspiring against the Palestinian issue. But we do have high expectations when it comes to those who are free and independent, who belong to the Arab people. The conspiracy that Syria has been subjected to, the objective of that conspiracy was Palestine, is Palestine. They are destroying Syria. They are destroying Al-Iraq. They aim to destroy Libya and Al-Yemen and the Arab homeland. And their eye is focused on Palestine. A year or so ago, Trump from the White House he said here, from the Black House, declared that Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. And nowadays he's saying that the Golan Heights belong to Israel. It wasn't possible for this so-called Trump to reach this level of in-your-face confrontational words if it wasn't for the tragic condition that the Arab countries have reached. Jerusalem, the city of Jerusalem, is an Arab city, a Palestinian city, before Trump's statement, and it will stay that way after his statement. The same can be said about the Golan Heights. The Golan Heights are Syrian, 
our era before Trump, before Trump's declaration, and after Trump's declaration. These words are quoted here, and you can you can go with this wherever you want. A Jumu'ah khutbah on within the time frame of Christmas and Hanukkah mentioned two religious figures. One of them a Zionist Israeli and his condescending, his humiliating, his disgraceful words concerning the Palestinians and a Christian theologian and his Islamic words concerning the rights and the justice that is due to the Palestinians. أَقُولُ قَوْلِ هَذَا وَأَسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهَ لِي وَلَكُمْ وَدْعُوهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَأَنْتُمْ عَلَى يَقِينٍ بِالْإِجَابَةِ وَتُوبُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ تَوَّابٌ رَحِيمٌ الحمد لله بجميع المحامد على جميع النعم وصلى الله وسلم على المبعوث خيرا ورحمة وهدى لكافة الأمم محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم Dear committed Muslims let us now come down to the real world. What has happened in the past week or so? What's going on with al-ma'roof and al-munkar? There are many munkarat that are all around the place. And we Muslims are, what are we supposed to be? Ostriches burying our heads in the sands and not being aware of these munkarat that are costing us our lives and our futures. Some people live in a fairyland somewhere. This Jumu'ah is supposed to be a vital time of taqwa. Ittaqullah. Guard yourselves against Allah's punishment. In in the Quran, Allah says, Ittaqullah, and Allah says, Ittaqunar. Some undeveloped minds may say, How is this? It's contradictory. I guard myself from Allah and I guard myself from the fire. Yeah, that's true. You guard yourselves from the justice of Allah. And if the justice of Allah means you're going to be punished by the fire, you're going to have to guard yourself from Allah's justice that brings about the punishment of the fire. This is the day that we are supposed to be living in. So what's happening in these past seven or ten days? What's, what's going on in the real world? You should have seen this. This, is a, this was a clip. It was on social media. And it is the war criminal Netanyahu speaking to a Saudi blogger. If you may recall, in the course of the past year, one of some individuals in social media went to colonized Palestine. And I don't know if you've seen it. I'm sure you can go to Google and Google it. But one of these Saudi bloggers went to Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa and he was taunted by the Palestinians. Some of them spit on him. Some of them threw a chair on him. This same guy reappears in the course of this past week. A few days ago. I think it was the day before yesterday, if not yesterday. And he is in a telephone conversation. Yesterday, he was in a telephone conversation with Netanyahu. 
and he's congratulating Netanyahu that he has won because the Israeli political establishment is gearing up for elections and they were trying to in their own electioneering trying to decide who is going to lead the Likud into those elections so uh, the news report said Netanyahu garnered 70% of the vote so this Saudi blogger is calling Netanyahu they show themselves it's a conference call type of you know FaceTime call on cell phones and this Saudi blogger is congratulating Netanyahu and Netanyahu said I wish you were here to vote for the Likud bloc this is the type these are the first brothers and sisters we are not here peddling a warm relationship between war criminals and victims of war but this is the type of information that they are trying to sneak into our minds so that when the time comes they will finally sign on the dotted line that we are all brothers and sisters and the criminal and the criminalized are equal and we will live happily ever after you know uh, this MBS these MBS policies are opening up Saudi Arabia for tourism entertainment singers performers actors flowing in it's easier for some entertainment figure it's easier for them to get a visa to go to Saudi Arabia than it is for a Muslim to get a visa to go to Hajj so with this opening up attitude policies someone has opened up a massage parlor in a Ta'if a man opens up a you know a ta'if in our islamic history he opens up a massage parlor there and he's offering massage for ladies and the saudi authorities get a whiff of this and they go and they arrest the person the poor person was ahead of his time the Saudi authorities, even though they didn't say it, they said, it's premature for you to do this. You should have waited another three or four years. This is coming, but because you did it before the time, the appropriate time, we're throwing you in jail. There were clashes. These are munkarat. However way you describe al-munkar. And the Prophet of Allah, may Allah's peace and blessings be upon him, says, We have to take issue with this munkar. What do you want us to be silent about it? And thus accomplices to it? There was exchange of fire in the eastern part of Saudi Arabia yesterday in which two individuals were killed and still the explanation for this exchange of fire has not surfaced one of the Saudi women who has been behind bars for I don't know maybe a couple of years now her brother is trying to take her case to international forums to plead her innocence so what happens there's no Islamic way to go so they look for somewhere else in the world to bring justice to a person who's behind bars for no good reason Twitter has canceled 6,000 accounts that are related to the Saudi Arabian government there are prisoners of conscience we have our freedom we can walk we can talk we can express our 
mind and our heart and conscience on certain issues. You can't do that over there. So people who express themselves now are rotting in jail, in prisons. So some of them have gone on a hunger strike. What are you going to do? Out of desperation, no one expressing their plight, the tragic conditions that they are in. You, you heard of the uh, Kuala Lumpur summit about a week or so ago. Uh, one of the policies that, were, were, that, were, that was used by MBS and his functionaries was to threaten Pakistan. If you attend that conference, there are four million Saudi, uh, Pakistanis who are working in Saudi Arabia. We will tell them goodbye. They can go back home. And here is where the, the value and the metal of leaders is tested. Well, you could, you could have, this person could have said, who are you, first of all, to give visas to anyone to go to Mecca and Al-Madinah and the land of Allah's Prophet? No one takes issue, not even leaders, not even from the Islamic Republic. Have we heard contention of the Saudi policy of permitting Muslims to go to Mecca and Al-Madinah or telling them you cannot come to Mecca and Al-Madinah? No rulers have, have expressed themselves in such a way. Yet, we hope, we pray that this will change tomorrow or next week or next month. Allahu A'lam. Where and who, what do you want next? We're going to give us permission to go to pray? Give us permission to fast Ramadan? Al-Hajj is like those. Shahadatu an la ilaha illallah, iqamu salah, ita'i zakah, sawmu ramadhan, wa hajju baytillah. We need permission for this? This is the real world we're living in. Officially, the United Arab Emirates, UAE, even though there's no official diplomatic ties between the UAE and Israel, but the UAE con congratulated Israel on the occasion of Hanukkah. In the past week, an Israeli minister of transportation said that every day a Palestinian village has to be destroyed. These statements should be, should go directly to our spokesperson, especially those who give khutbahs on Friday. Huh? What, what, do you, what is this? Criminal statements! And they want to get away with it? And say, oh, you Muslims, you should look the other way? No, we're not going to look the other way. There is um, a central council of Christian Orthodox theologians in Al-Quds. And there is a youth center for Christian Orthodox Palestinians. They called for boycotting their highest religious official by the name of Theophilus because he sold Christian property to Israelis. How much more dignity and principle Christians have considered compared to the sellout that we have among those who are Muslims, at least by name. There's some access in the WhatsApp application 
in which the Israelis have been spying on scores of security and intelligence officials in Pakistan. This goes to tell you the Israelis are working hand in hand with the Indian government. And how long are we going to continue to be divided and not close our ranks? The Christian communities in Syria have been subjected to violence and destruction since the eruption of this civil war almost nine years ago that caused the displacement, the immigration of 700,000 Syrian Christians. This has nothing to do with Islam. It has nothing to do with the Prophet. It has nothing to do with Allah or the Quran. Or It all has to do with Saudi, United Arab Emirates who are sponsored by the U.S. and Israel to bring, this, the, bring these types of catastrophes upon populations. Another news item that you're probably not aware of, general public is not aware of it, at the peak of celebrating Christmas, there was a Yehudi person with a knife in his hand who broke into a church, Kaniset Al-Qiyamah, in Al-Quds. Luckily, he was apprehended before he could inflict serious harm on the attendees there. The drums of war are sounding out between India and Pakistan. And with the type of khutbahs and the type of jumu'ahs and the type of Islamic public presentations that we have, this war could break out any minute, any day, and there's no organized, sustained Islamic response to it. Nothing. All be reaction all over the place. Why? Because the masjids are empty. There's a lot of bodies in the masjid, but there are no brains in these masajid. Today, Friday, there were demonstrations in a few places around the world against the Chinese policies concerning the Muslims in what, in what is called Xinjiang in the Chinese geography of things, Turkmenistan in the Islamic geography of things, in front of the Chinese embassy in Jakarta, in Malaysia, even in Palestine, where the Palestinians are so limited, they went public in protesting the policies that the Chinese have inflicted on the Muslim community. Policies unbelievable sometimes. They tell you Muslim men are taken out of their families and put in prisons. And then they bring Chinese men and put them in the Muslim family to live in a Muslim family as if he is the husband and the father of the wife and the children. Not isolated cases. Plenty of these things are happening. And you think about, just for a moment, think about it. Malaysia, whose one-third of its population is Chinese, and the Muslims in Malaysia had the courage to say, we are going to say no to these types of Chinese policies towards Muslims in that country. They actually then ran the risk and are running the risk of serious friction with China. Where are the other Muslims? Where are you living? An Egyptian, a few weeks ago, at a, one of these soccer matches in public, he carried the Palestinian flag. 
Immediately the police came to him and took him to prison. He remains in prison and the court decided that they're going to extend for another couple of weeks his detention in prison. What did he do? He just raised the Palestinian flag. That's all he did. That's become a crime in a Muslim country. Not any Muslim country. A Muslim country that's a neighbor of Palestine. The real world we are in. The head of the Mossad this past week said, Iran is our number one priority. That speaks volumes. You don't have to say anything else. That speaks volumes. And finally, these munkarat will continue. You don't think that there's an end to this? It's going to go on because we are silent. No one says anything. It's like they're sleepwalking us into the slaughterhouse. We are being sleepwalked to our death. Finally, the, uh, the uncle of the Syrian president who lives in Paris has been admitted in intensive care to the hospital at a time when he was to be, supposed to be in court responding to the embezzlement and the theft that he took out in the hundreds of millions of dollars from Syria. This is the real world we are in. Where are the real Muslims to speak truth to power? Allahumma arina al-haqqa haqqan warzuqna attiba'a wa arina al-baatila baatilan warzuqna ajtinaba wa la taj'alhu multabisan alayna waj'alna lilmuttaqina imama Allahumma ilayka nashku dha'fa quwwatina wa qillata hilatina wa hawana ala al-nas يا أرحم الراحمين أنت ربنا وأنت رب المستضعفين فإلى من تكلنا إلى غريب يتجهمنا أم إلى عدو ملكته أمرنا إن لم يكن بك علينا غضب فلا نبالي ولكن عافيتك هي أوسع لنا نعوذ بنور وجهك الذي أشرقت له الظلمات وصلح عليه أمر الدنيا والآخرة من أن تنزل بنا غضبك أو تحل علينا صخطك لك العتبى حتى ترضى ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بك اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على محمد وآل محمد وصلي وسلم وبارك على إبراهيم وآل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والعصر إن الإنسان لفي خسر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر ومن أظلم ممن منع مساجد الله أن يذكر فيها اسمه وسعى في خرابها أولئك ما كان لهم أن يدخلوها إلا خائفين لهم في الدنيا خزي ولهم في الآخرة عذاب عظيم إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون وأقم الصلاة
أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي 